0: Welcome to Weekly Taival. This is a podcast where we share our weekly insights and have an improvised discussion around them. Welcome to Weekly Taival, Reko and Michael. Hi, Petri. So this week, guys, I wanted to introduce one of my favorite topics to our discussion, And while saying that, I realized that I seem to be having many favorite topics, but I guess that's not a problem. Uh, This week, I thought we could discuss the theme of data as an asset, not just the sort of pink and fluffy expression of uh, data as an asset, but really dive into the details of how does data become a real business asset that uh, businesses can actually transact with. And if... As an introduction, uh, we could uh, think about, for example, some social media players who are in the business of marketing, where they've uh, been able to get themselves into a position where they get quite a rich set of consumer data in exchange for their services that they can actually use in creating hyper-targeted marketing capability that they can then sell Uh, to their sort of uh, marketing customers and they really get uh, insightful data about their consumers and and hence they can really drive out high conversion rates on their marketing campaigns. So I wanted to us have a critical look at this and think about whether we could actually um, make data in such business contexts Um, uh, a value generating asset also for the sources of the data, here in this example, the consumers. So what if we had a model where us all as consumers were providing our data for, let's say Facebook, in exchange for a uh, stake in the profits they could actually make in the use of that data in their marketing engine. So that would be a slightly different model compared to today's model. So that's my introduction uh, for today and uh, with this opening I wanted to ask your perspectives on how you view data as a business asset, and if you have any good examples of uh, applications of that.
1: Hmm. I want to start as this happens to be one of my favorite topics as well amongst many as as you Petri. Um, I, I think the The first thing is the the my data movement and, and that needs to be mentioned immediately when when we're talking about the uh the ownership of data and and especially kind of people's personal data i think the model that you describe where people would get the returns uh for in in exchange for providing their personal preferences and personal data uh is something that is that is being uh, explored as we speak I, I think when the social media giants uh, Facebooks, Google's, and these guys were uh, born the, the, the data uh, monetization was a wild west there was really no regulation and, and there still is a limited amount I, I think uh, GDPR is seen as the kind of gold standard of, of what needs to be done in order to control things and i i think eu has done a phenomenal job in that um and i i think what we're going to see in the future is exactly what you described that there there, there is an added amount of control um over personal data and the use of it and then that's going to hit uh google's and and facebook's business models how hard they're going to be hit um we don't know yet because they they at the moment have quite a considerable control of also the political sphere and they can they can somewhat address topics uh, to their liking. But I, I think EU has done done a good job. But I, I think we'll will then investigate a little bit more about the the other monetization methods of data because there are, there are various various areas. But I'll I'll maybe pass on to Michael to. Pitch your ideas first.
2: Thanks, Rico. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a really interesting topic. And we've been discussing it in, in very many different projects of ours. Uh, some time ago, we did a strategy for one of our clients uh, around office space and real estate. And we looked at the fact that in the future, office space might actually be for free. You might actually be paying with your data as a company for the office space so that the company can monetize the data. A very similar vision um, has actually been discussed in private housing so so that you will actually not pay for your flat anymore, but that uh, the rental company can actually use your data. I think what's very interesting in the office space context is who owns the data of an employee so if the employee is in the office or not or if the employee walks around the office um, who who owns the data who can use the data who can monetize that data is it the individual employees data who needs to agree to it is it the company's data who actually employs the uh, employee or is it the data that the company that owns the building or owns the office space basically owns and can monetize so there's there's various different layers in in these models uh, or if you step into a tram um, and basically the the tram provider um, sees how many people are in the tram how many people go from A to B who owns the data in those cases so I think Privacy uh, is extremely important uh, in this space. Um, I think there is a huge opportunity for monetization, but also for improvement of services and uh, definition of completely new services. So, for example, imagine you sit in the office and your food, your favorite food is basically ordered before you even know that you're hungry and delivered to your table. Um, so, so there's just a, a multitude of new services that that could emerge out of that. But I think there's, on the other hand, also, and I think Reko, you, you played to that question a little bit. The question of what is data ownership and and who owns the data or who controls the data, as uh, legally there is most likely not even a, a an ownership in in that context.
0: Thanks, Michael, and thanks, Reko. I think. Uh... Uh, You you, you brought up really good points here. Uh, I wanted to first tackle, record the two mechanisms that you kind of brought up that uh, in setting up the stage for data to become a real business asset, you brought up two sort of uh, major mechanisms. One of them is regulation, uh, data privacy, and Michael, you also alluded to that. So I think regulation is important when the owners of the data or the providers of the data are in a weaker position uh, than the exploiters of the data, if you like, and then you need some regulation to govern and and control and protect uh, those individuals. Uh, I I wouldn't go down that route in this discussion further because I think the other one is more interesting from a business application point of view, and that is the market mechanism that is kind of guiding a win-win and win um, applications of data. And those could be exactly the situations where the provider of the data um, can actually provide valuable data that the other party can create value with and also provide something in return in market terms, whether it's a monetary compensation or some other beneficial condition, business term or, or other compensation towards that data. I think that is the important thing. And that is the area where we need more innovation because this is not an evident thing. We haven't been using data as a market mechanism or transaction mechanism. And that's, I guess, why we are still, like Reko. you mentioned, we are exploring how to use it. And then the rule set is not really strictly set out. Um, Yeah, Reko, you had a reflection to that.
1: Yes. And, and wholeheartedly agreed um, I, I think the, the the question of utilizing data I mean that the, the question that I've faced multiple times is so how do I sell my data who buys it and that question is not really easy to answer um, I, I think the easier way of thinking about utilizing data is is kind of binding it to your own products and services. If you're able to monetize your data in a way that that your product becomes cheaper or has a feature that it didn't have before because of data, that's already data monetization. And and that's a way of primarily creating value for data. And and one of the interesting things about data, as you said, Petri, it's not really clearly uh, regulated also that there is a very positive side to that because also the, the the financial side of companies does not necessarily recognize the value of data so what you can actually do if you utilize your data correctly is to have an asset in the organization that is rec- not recognized in the books so if you're able to create a really a data business then it is not necessarily something that is recognized in your books and it's also not something that is being taxed. So in effect you're able to get tax-free benefits out of uh, utilizing your data as part of your uh, products and services.
0: Very good point point. and uh, one of the very practical problems with uh, recognizing the value of your data asset in your books is the fact that data as such, doesn't really have any value. The value is in the context you use it for value creation. Therefore, it's really difficult to define the standards for valuating your data asset. So that's obviously one challenge. Michael, did you have any other reflections on on, on these topics?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think one, one thing that comes to mind as, as a key example and we've been discussing that a lot with with our clients is for me circular economy which is one of the key areas where data will be a key enabler of whatever new services you will be having because in in order to cater for circularity between companies you need to make sure that the data streams are understood. The resource streams are understood, and that, to a large extent, is defined by exchanging the right data between companies, so that the whole concept can actually work at the end of the day. So, I think from from that point of view, we will see areas where data is a nice to have, where you will basically see it as an add on or or to to provide new services, but then we will see areas emerging where data is basically a key ingredient. So without thinking about exchanging data and without building on on an active data exchange, you will not even be able to to tackle uh, these areas. And and I think that that will be something where we will see more and more uh, new services or potentially even completely new industries emerging on top of the data. Um, At the same time, I fully agree with with what what you were saying about the data privacy. I I think this is something, and the regulation, I think this is something where we're only seeing the beginning um, of this. And and I think specifically uh, regional regulations will only go that far as data can be transferred and, and moved around the world very quickly, legally or illegally. Um so so on the regulation side, on, on understanding what what needs to be put in place, um I, I think we will, we still have a long way to go.
0: Excellent point, Michael, and excellent points I should say. Uh to wrap up, I think we had really, really good uh, aspects to how to uh get data to become a real business asset. We we Record you mentioned the balance between the need for regulation, as this is a new phenomenon, but also that regulation should be balanced with um, uh, the market mechanism that is allowing for new business innovations and providing a structure for this kind of a business. Then we talked about, Michael, you mentioned uh, paying for your services through your data, and then you raised the ownership question of data and also highlighted the need for privacy and the related complications that there may be between employers and employees, for example. Then, Michael, you mentioned the very important point of data being an enabler of the circular economy. And you've also brought up this very important topic of data being used as a value creation booster for your physical assets, not only your material flows, but also, for example, higher utilization of your capacity, be it office space or anything like that, data is very powerful there. And I think we can see many applications in, in that area. So to sum up, I I, I wanted to base, inspired by this discussion, I wanted to offer a business tip of the week for anybody who's listening and interested in Uh, challenging themselves with this kind of a thing. Um, Given the example we talked about in the start, uh, the Facebook kind of a thing where uh, these giants get their most important raw material for free, the data, the consumer data, and use that in their production engine, the hyper-targeted marketing engine, in generating revenues for themselves. There could be somebody who's setting up an alternative model where you kind of get that data, but in exchange you provide a token, a stake in the returns you are being able to generate with the help of that data back to the providers of that data. That could be, like Reku, you mentioned, the My Data movement. So that could be a direction we can see some of these data-enabled businesses going forward uh, uh, taking. So really interesting discussion. I know we could talk about this all day, but it's time to thank you. Thank the listeners and uh, looking forward to our next chat. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, Reco.
1: Thanks, Petri. Thanks, Petri. Would be really good to talk more about this.